Alright, so jumping into the first news of the day, which is Jamal Murray tearing his ACL in his left knee. This is a huge hit for the Nuggets, Jamal Murray and his young career, because number one, he was on the up and up. I don't know if he would have ever been an all-star, but he was certainly getting to that level. And he was flourishing with the Nuggets. They had they had won, uh, before they played the Celtics, they had won their last eight in a row, and they had gone like 17-3, and three, I think, in, a, in some stretch. They were absolutely on fire since the Aaron Gordon trade. It looked like they were going to make some real damage in the West. And I don't know, but they have, you know, the front runner for MVP right now in Jokic, but moving past that in the playoffs, he's not enough to do it. You need a main scoring threat, and Jokic is not that dude who's going to do it for you on the offensive end scoring-wise. You need that dude who's going to carry the load. We saw it last year with Jamal Murray putting up career highs across the board against Donovan Mitchell, against, you know, all the teams that he played. And especially if the Nuggets catch the Lakers first round, watch out. I think at this point the Nuggets are a first round exit because they just don't have the firepower anymore. And who knows what this means for Jamal Murray's young career. He was a budding superstar, and I think a lot of his game was based on his athleticism. So, you know, it's everything for the Nuggets and Jamal Murray is up in the air at this point. But hopefully when he comes back next season, he could come back 100% like we've been seeing Kevin Durant. So, it's not impossible, but... It's certainly unlikely because a lot of his game, as I said, was based off of athleticism and skill. So it's just a tough young, a tough loss for a young player in a league that certainly could use him on a team that certainly needs him. So I'll, I'll tell you right now, what are the Nuggets right now? They're, I think they were third, fourth in the West. Okay, right now the Nuggets are fourth in the West, but I'll tell you right now, they're not holding that. I think the Nuggets are going to end up sixth or seventh because... This is a brutal, devastating loss for them, and I think you could just count them out for the rest of the season. I think they'll probably be swept in the playoffs. I don't even know if Jokic is good enough to get you a game against teams like the Suns, the Jazz, or the Clippers. But yeah. Speaking of injuries, we've been seeing a lot of injuries lately. Kevin Kevin Durant, you know, uh, Donovan Mitchell... Um, you know, there have been some questions popping up about this NBA like schedule and how packed it is. And I understand that, you know, it, this is nobody's preferable way of doing the season, but you got to do what you got to do, especially in this weird, weird season. I'm sure this is nobody's first choice, but this was the choice that had to be made to get the amount of games in that they want to get in and to have all the players play. So I, I understand when players are complaining about the lack of spacing between games this season, but it's just the way that it had to happen. And hopefully hopefully it's not like that next year. Hopefully they can fix it. Moving on to the next team that I want to talk about, the Boston Celtics. Oh, oh, eight out of their last nine. I'm going to tell you right now, they have been on fire from what I've seen. In this stretch, Jason Tatum dropped a 53-piece. He dropped a 44-piece just a night ago. Jalen Brown also dropped a 40-piece. The team right now is rolling. And this is this is even without Evan Fournier, their 20-point-per-game scorer off the bench. And players have been in and out of the lineup. This team has really never been healthy all season. 
But once they got a little stretch to be healthy, they they were on fire. So I'm gonna tell everybody, you know, who who everybody who was tweeting at, for Brad Stevens to be fired, everybody tweeting for Danny Ainge to be fired, put your phones down for a second and wait to see what happens because this was a weird season. Everybody had COVID. Tatum was struggling with COVID. And I'll tell you right now, he's healthy and he's coming. I think this team is looking to make some real damage in the Eastern Conference. And who knows what could happen now that Kevin Durant's shown that he's been more and more injury prone this year. The The Nets are, I don't think they're a surefire. They're obviously the favorites, but they're such an unpredictable team that I don't know if you can favor them long term. And of course, if they're healthy and everybody's on the same page, they're by far the favorites for the finals. But nothing's impossible. And the Celtics team's coming. Another uh, signing from them is that they recently picked up Jabari Parker on a two-year deal. And that's a no-risk, high-reward signing for the Celtics. And so far, it seems to have paid off with Parker dropping 11 points in 12 or 13 minutes against the Warriors a night ago. And, you know, he's just one of those players that everybody is pulling for because, you know, drafted with the number two overall pick, tore tore his ACL twice in the same knee. It's hard for any player to be the same after that, and it's hard to have a productive career. But I think everybody in the league is pulling for him to find a home in Boston and to find a home in the league so he can get some money. And right now it seems to be working. It was I think that's another great signing by Danny Ainge that no one else has to pick up on. Nobody else has picked him up, so we'll see. There could be a reason that no one picked him up. Traditionally, he's known as a, just an offensive player, one side of the court. And I'm not I'm not going to say that his defense good, is good because in the game against the Warriors, I'm not going to lie, it was pretty pretty terrible, but we'll see what happens and you know, hopefully he can find a home here. Uh, moving on to the next team that I want to talk about, the New York Knicks on a six-game winning streak now. Julius Randle scoring 30 points in the last four games in a row, which is the first time that a player has done that since Carmelo Anthony in 2013. Um, you know, just like I said about the Celtics, don't look now, but the Knicks are coming. I don't know if they're going to be there this year. I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round, but I'll tell you this. The Knicks are here and they have arrived in the Eastern Conference. From this point on, for at least the next three years, they're going to be in the playoffs. They finally have the thing that they have been missing for decades now, and they got it under Tom Thibodeau, a culture. They have a winning culture, and that's something that Tibbs brought to this locker room with the help of veterans like Derrick Rose, who, by the way, was a great signing. Derrick Rose, I think he's one of the main reasons behind this winning streak because, of course, they have the talent, they have the young core, and I don't think Derrick Rose is really crucial to the production, but he's just there to offer that calm veteran mentality to pull them through close games and to keep them intact. Because I'm going to tell you right now, out of these last four games, a lot of them, or these last six games, many of them have been overtime games. They've been close games, wire to wire up until the end, but they've been doing it. And Derrick Rose has been there, in fact, just recently in the OT game against the the, uh, Pelicans, I think he dropped uh, 26 
which is, you know, crazy. Keep in mind, Derrick Rose is a dude that we thought was going out of the league a couple of years ago, but he's back and he's better than ever, honestly. You know, hey, good for them. You got to look at that. Julius Randle proving why he's an all-star. I'll tell you, man, everybody at this point has heard of that that Julius Randle, Kobe story that they, they played on the Knicks broadcast where Julius Rand, Kobe gave Julius Randle advice telling him to go put up shots late every night after they would fly into a city. And in Detroit, he went to some gym and did that. And then the janitor told him that the last player to do that was Kobe. So, hey, you know, he's he's showing that he has that Mamba mentality and he's showing why he's an all-star, you know? He's he's still a pretty young player. He's he's not he's not it's not like he's in his prime. How how old is he in fact? Julius Randle age. Damn. Okay. He's 36. Uh he's 26. Younger than I thought he was. It feels like he's been in this league forever, but you know, he's he's there and He's a great young player for them. You know, other guys like uh, RJ Barrett, he's been great this season. Um, Reggie Bullock, he's been, he's just been a solid, solid shooter for them. Nerland's Noel, another big surprise since since their starting center went down. But Nerland's Noel has pulled through. He's held the floor down, you know. He might have to be their starting center next year as well, up until... His spot's taken by uh, Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. So, you know, it, I think it's just, number one, it's great for the league as a whole when the Knicks are good because you want to see the, the big markets playing well. I'll tell you right now, a huge disappointment has been the Bulls ever since signing Nikola Vucevic because it feels like their problems haven't been solved at all. They need what the Bulls, or they need, the Bulls need what the Knicks found, which is a culture. And I'm sure Billy Donovan is trying his hardest to instill one, but it feels like the young guys in in, uh, the Bulls uniforms just won't seem to listen. I think the addition of Tice to the Bulls was a great one. And I think that, you know, Tice was a great addition and he plays some defense, but I don't know. I feel like Vucevic hasn't been putting up the numbers that they ex- hoped he would. Levine still has to carry, and you know none of them across the board play defense. So, you know maybe maybe uh, hopefully the Vucevic signing wasn't um, thinking in the now, but hopefully it was a long term plan, and we'll see more people in free agency go to the Bulls, so they'll be better. But. You know, who even knows if they're going to make the play-in game because they are surrounded by the Wizards, who can go on some pretty good stretches. Uh, they also are the Raptors, who are, are keeping them at arm's length, and you know, the Pacers are right around there, so you got to watch out for them. And I don't know if there's any team in the league that has more of a winning culture than the Pacers because they are constantly there in the playoffs, year in and year out no matter how many players are injured. And this is the first time in a while that they haven't been in that conversation. Which I guess just shows that it's a different era. And moving on to my next team that I want to talk about. The San Francisco Warriors. 
man, I'll tell you right now, Steph Curry is a monster. I'll tell you right now, do yourself a favor and check out his highlights against the Boston Celtics a couple nights ago, dropping 47 points and 11 three-pointers at will. That is insane. He's doing something that no other player in NBA history has done before, and he is a master of his craft. He's just a fun player to watch, and I'll tell you, how much does it suck that he is probably not even going to make the play-in game? <laughs> because it feels like the Warriors have done their best to give him the worst team possible. Oh, my God. He carries night in and night out. Draymond Green, he, a couple of years ago, Draymond Green was an all-star, but... Draymond, Draymond Green is one of those players that's only good when he's surrounded by good pieces. He gets high assist numbers, and he's a good defender, but those assist numbers only come when he has players that make shots when he passes when he passes to them. I'll tell you right now, I am personally at the point where I'm ready to call Andrew Wiggins a bust. He's a good player. He, he's a No, I, I take that back. He's not a good player. He's a fine player. Nowhere near the player that you want a first overall draft pick to be. And as hyped up as he was, he's a bust at this point. He plays fine defense. He plays fine offense. He's fine all around. He's fine. But he is nowhere near deserving of the contract and the money that he has right now. And I think he's kind of a disgrace, to be honest with you. Ugh, this team was so obviously designed with the premise of having Klay Thompson back to pair with Steph, but I don't know. It, I, I'm i kind of worried for Steph at this point because we know Steph to be a fragile player, and I just kind of feel like when he's putting in this much work night in, night out at this point in his career, he's going to be facing an injury in his future, and that's not a prospect where I want to... I, I don't know. I just don't want to be watching an NBA that doesn't have Steph Curry. So I think it's imperative that the Warriors find somebody to pair him with. I'll tell you this. I have been hearing rumors about Kawhi Leonard to the Warriors. And I'll tell you right now, I would hate that. Disgusting. I hate the ring chasing. I hate the pairing up of superstars. That's not the NBA that I want to watch. That's not the type of sports that I want to watch. I'm not a big fan of any of this. LaMarcus Aldridge also... Damn, how did I forget this? Lamarckich Aldridge retiring a couple of days ago. Hmm. What does that mean for the Nets? Um, honestly, I don't think it means too much for the Nets. Like, he certainly wasn't doing it in Brooklyn for too long, and he certainly wasn't doing that great in Brooklyn. And I'm sure he didn't help their defense that much, but... Man, that's a pretty story career. You know, 15 NBA seasons, a handful of all-star selections... Certainly not a Hall of Famer, but, you know, a pretty storied player. Just just like that. You know, you blink and they're gone. So, I don't know. I guess time flies and it sucks that his career has to go out like this and he can't leave on his own terms. But for those who don't know, he, he had to leave because he had an irregular heartbeat. So for his health, he couldn't keep playing. And that sucks for any player let alone one with that story of careers, LaMarcus Aldridge, to have their career whisked away from them like that. But, you know, what what you got to do, you got to do. And he, he decided it was time for him to retire, and he didn't want to put his life on the line for a ring. 
which I can absolutely respect. And, you know, I just wish him well in his retirement. He had a good career. He had a good run. But it, it was his time. And you could certainly see that in the way he was playing. But, yeah, all the best to him. And, you know, we certainly won't be seeing him in the Hall of Fame. But that is still no knock on his career. Not everybody can go to the Hall of Fame. Um. All right. So, the next team that I would like to touch on briefly, I mean, I'll, I'll touch briefly on the the Trailblazers because they have been, you know, I, I know David on the podcast, my co-host, the Blazers were his sleeper to come out of the West, and I was telling him the whole time, I think they could be fourth, fifth seed, but... I did not expect them to be the sixth seed where they're at because they're at risk of playing a play-in tournament game right now, which is the last thing that they should want to do. Who knows what's going on? I, I get the feeling that Damian Lillard could be injured because his last six games, he's been putting up like between 10, 3, 6 points. I'll tell you right now, it's been terrible by his standards. Considering that he was in the MVP race last year, he, he has been playing terribly and you know hopefully he can fix up in time but if not i i think they're gonna be a pretty pretty easy first round exit if they play the clippers i'll tell you right now that's a matchup that i want to see i would love to see the blazers versus the clippers first round that is a fun matchup paul george versus damian lillard rematch except this time you have Kawhi with you that sounds like a matchup with some bad blood and a real rivalry for once in the NBA. That right there will be prime time and something that you want to see. I'll tell you, man, I'm, I'm just so excited for the playoffs. We're approaching that point of the year where, where it's almost time. We have a month left. Teams are sort of solidifying their spots. Of course, it's still, it's still messy from, from around... Six through four, maybe seven through four in the East, and that's that's all within two games. But I'll tell you right now, the, the slots are pretty much starting to be secured, and we're we're getting a lot of our playoff matchups, and it is an exciting time. Of course, it's always an exciting part of the year, but I feel something special this year. I'm not feeling like it's gonna be the favorites that come out. I feel like we're gonna get some upsets. You know what I mean? I just have that vibe. The Jazz, the number one seed. The Suns is the number two seed. Who knows what will happen with the Lakers as the five seed. Of course, right now they're matched up with the Nuggets, but I don't think the Nuggets can keep this up without the help of Jamal Murray. If they do play the Lakers, I think that's an easy sweep now that Jamal Murray's out, but who knows? I would like to see a Trailblazers-Lakers rematch. I don't know. I'll tell you what I do need. I need a Clippers-Lakers series. I need a Clippers-Lakers series. I cannot go my whole life without seeing a matchup with those two teams. I need to see it happen. But yeah, so at this point in the year, we're just getting buckled down. Things are starting to fall into place and we're getting ready for the playoffs. So fasten your seatbelts. Stay tuned. Stay <laughs> tuned.